From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serra. Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home. Long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' well-appointed rec room with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace and the painting of dogs playing poker, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate and your cabin in the woods. Research scientist Dr. Judy Mikovits stays with us this hour as we continue to examine various aspects of the coronavirus pandemic, COVID-19. We'll talk about the efficacy of safety masks. Uh, We'll talk about hydroxychloroquine and more. And if you're just joining us this hour, let me reiterate Dr. Judy's bona fides. Judy has spent her life training to be a research scientist. Judy earned her BA from the University of Virginia and her PhD in biochemistry and molecular biology from George Washington University. In her 35-year quest to understand and treat chronic diseases, she studied immunology, natural products chemistry, epigenetics, virology, and drug development. In just over 20 years, she rose from an entry-level lab technician to become director of the Lab of Antiviral Drug Mechanisms at the National Cancer Institute before leaving to direct the cancer biology program at Epigenex Pharmaceuticals in Santa Barbara. There in 2006, she became attracted to the plight of patients with chronic fatigue syndrome and autism. In only five years, she developed the first Neuroimmune Institute from a concept to a reality and is primarily responsible for demonstrating the relationship between immune-based inflammation and these diseases. She's published over 50 scientific papers. She's the co-author of Plague of Corruption, Restoring Faith in the Promise of Science, Plague, One Scientist's Intrepid Search for the Truth About Human Retroviruses and Chronic Fatigue Syndrome, Autism and Other Diseases, and The Case Against Masks, 10 Reasons Why Mask Use Should Be Limited. So let's just jump in right there and discuss masks. Let's talk about reason number one. You talk about, this seems self-evident, oxygen being good for human beings, carbon dioxide is bad. So what's the problem with masks in that regard? Every one of the masks stops your oxygen or drops it below the 19.5, which is an OSHA standard. At that point, you can become dizzy, have a headache. CO2 that you breathe in is 0.4%. You breathe out 4%. If you're breathing through a mask, you can very quickly breathe out 10%, which is toxic. Driving, flying a plane, being on a plane uh, with a mask on is impaired. You. It's like driving drunk. Okay, so there are a couple of types of masks. There's the surgical mask, there's the N95, and then there is the cloth mask, and some people are fashioning their own masks. Just walk me through those three and the advantages and disadvantages. Not one of them stops a virus. The cloth masks become simply a hotbed of disease. People don't know how to wear them. They're not trained in them. They don't block the flow. You have what we call in one of the chapters, the face leakage and backwards jet. For people wearing glasses, you're driving that up into your eyes. You're going to drive inflammation, uveitis, infection of your eyes, eye diseases. You're literally coughing the virus right through and concentrating those water droplets in every Every kind of bacteria and other kind of pathogen is you touch that thing, put it in your pockets. You know, somehow the virus knows when you, I mean, this is just nuts that you're outdoor and you're riding a bicycle all alone. Viruses don't travel through the air with the greatest of ease. They don't go in, you know, it's just insanity. You're poisoning yourself. You're creating 
carbon dioxide poisoning. If you have COPD or pleurisy, like my husband and I, you already have hypercapnia, too much CO2 in your blood. So if I wear a mask, even for a few seconds, I can pass out and do great danger. The cloth masks, none of them stop the virus. The N95 are the worst to try to breathe. When we have fires here in California, we have to stay inside. And that's the, the why we said mask use should be limited. We, with our lung diseases, me and David, my husband, we stayed inside during the Thomas fires of 17 and the recent fires in, in the air conditioner because those are the hardest to breathe through and none of them stop. So this face covering that's just your bandana is ridiculous. The plastic ones, some of the those paper blue ones are literally sprayed with Teflon. That's, you know, carcinogenic. You're breathing in carcinogens. I mean, this is crazy. They're dangerous. Little kids, you're activating latent virus. You're suppressing those CD4 T cells. We talked about at the top of the show, what we knew, how you destroy your immune system. You're literally, if you're HIV infected or XMRV infected, or, you know, like 20 million Americans, you activate those virus, you spread that disease through your body, you turn on the very cytokine storm. So I said the association in that body, you just read, I said the association of the infection with the disease. H, the infection is not the disease. SARS-CoV-2 infection, no HIV infection, XMRV infection, they're not the disease. You need to do the damage to the immune system, dysregulate the function of the immune system. And that's what the mask is doing. We're driving disease and we're calling it because Deborah Burke said, oh, we're going to do it liberally. You will get a fever. You will start coughing. I will start coughing. I'll cough hysterically in five seconds in a mask. It's insanity. None of the masks are going to stop a virus, and all of them are going to make you sick. And people say, well, surgeons wear them all day. They have an oxygenated surgical room. They don't touch their face. They remove it. They dispose it. They don't walk outside in a restaurant and set it on a table. And children, absolutely, they're growing. They need that oxygen to build bones. They won't build their brain. Autistic kids can die in their sleep from seizures, from wearing a mask for even a few minutes a day. We're going to kill many, many Americans and the ones who are the most susceptible who have already been vaccine injured. And almost everybody in America is heavily vaccinated. If you got that flu vaccine last year or this year and you put on a mask, you're a virus factory and you're going to die and you're going to kill everyone around you. My mask makes me sick. Your mask makes you sick. And neither protects against COVID-19 or any other influenza RNA virus caused upper respiratory infection. And the CDC admitted that last week in a publication. No, the masks don't work. Right. Even Dr. Fauci said they're mainly symbolic. Uh, He admitted that. And yet I can't get on a plane and fly to a meeting because I'll die. Last three times I crossed the country, I passed out on a plane and needed oxygen. You know, you think about that oxygen mask and the stewardess. My husband is deaf. He's got to read lips. And they said, oh, those clear ones won't work. Or you can't use a mesh one. Or I can't fly. And they say, if you're that sick, don't fly. No, that's against the law. 
And what I usually say, would I have AIDS? Would you like me to spread AIDS or the common cold? You decide because I'm flying on this plane. It's the law. You can't ask a HIV infected person if they're infected with HIV. You can't ask anybody what they're infected with. This is all against oh, federal law. Let's talk a little bit about what we know about how it spreads, because there's just been a massive confusion. We're told that it's particulates in the air, then we're told it could spread from surfaces. Let's set the record straight. From the research, from the studies, how is the coronavirus spread? Coronavirus is spread through large droplets of fluid as you cough. Literally, you know, nasal secretions. If you're sick with a flu, think about it in your coughing and your and your <coughs> your nose is running and you cough. Those water droplets and those larger droplets, the, the virus has to live in fluid. Dried out the coronaviruses have to live in fluid. They're not measles viruses. They don't travel six feet. They're different families of viruses is coronaviruses spread through larger water droplets. If they are dry on a surface, they are dead. If they are cleaned with detergents and soap, my cells break them up, they are dead. Not alcohol-based cleaners. Those are toxic. The CDC-recommended cleaners are toxic. Wouldn't the mask, though, prevent these large droplets from escaping? The droplets do, and the virus goes right through it. The virus goes right through it. And so you're only making you sick. You're inhaling it back on yourself and other viruses like influenza viruses and everything you're activating that are dormant and bacteria stick there too. And they can live, viruses can live in bacteria. Viruses can live in the cells that you're coughing and sitting on that mask. So you've literally got a little factory for the virus to live on longer than it would live in the normal air. So that's another chapter of her book, Six Feet Away and With a Mask. That's what I just mentioned. Riding a bike alone. Are you insane? The virus isn't just floating through the air like <laughs> the aluminum they spray on us. It's just, <laughs> sorry, chemtrails. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> that's another show. That's another show. So let's talk about then. Doesn't the World Health Organization say three feet, not six feet? Yeah. It is three feet, and that's the government really um, with the Ebola of 2014 when it was found that those viruses that came out of the Vero monkey kidney cells um, in the laboratories too, that strain of Ebola that killed 21,000 Liberians, they were spread three feet. Yeah, so the CDC says measles spread six feet, but coronaviruses and Ebola viruses and retroviruses like XMRV only go three feet. And therefore, you know, why are you wearing face masks? You know, because you're literally concentrating virus and it goes right through the mask. It's like a chain link fence trying to stop a fly. Okay, so let's talk about super spreading type situations. Under what circumstances is there a super spreading situation? Would you be, you'd be indoors, I'm assuming, you'd be indoors. I'd say a hospital worker working with susceptible patients, nosocomial spread is a super spreader situation. And we experience this in the lab because the person is sick in the hospital and you're wearing a mask and concentrating the virus and very close to the patient, treating the patient. 
and you've been vaccinated. Super spreading situations are people who have recently had a flu shot and they are coughing other viruses on you and you're more susceptible to coronaviruses. Wearing mask is a super spreader situation. A whole airplane full of people wearing masks is a super spreader situation. Out in the air, it's ridiculous to see a baseball team standing there in masks. This makes me crazy. Those people are not sick. Asymptomatic people don't spread disease. Yeah, let's clarify that. That's another interesting point. There's so much confusion about whether or not someone who is asymptomatic can spread the disease. Asymptomatic versus pre-symptomatic. Straighten that out for us. Well, if you've been exposed and you don't have any symptoms and you were exposed, say, like me in a hospital situation, and you were exposed to somebody who knowingly had it, was coughing, this is what we worked with in in HIV, AIDS, and everything else. We were isolating viruses from the sick people. We were at risk. We never wore a mask. And I never seroconverted to HIV that I did to XMRVs because that one was spread through aerosolization and HIV as yet is not. So at any rate, There's no such thing as an asymptomatic carrier of a coronavirus because you clear it. It goes out of your system. It's not like a retrovirus. It doesn't stay in your immune cells. And every time your immune system is activated, you make more and more and more virus particles. So you create a super spreader situation when you're all wearing masks. More a super spreading situation is a whole family that gets sick. And, And what we see in those situations I know of a particular in, I believe it was in Switzerland, a whole group went out skiing and one person got COVID. It's cold. It's in oxygen depleted regions. So you breathe harder, your air depleted when you're at high altitude and you you don't get as much oxygen. So the virus lives much better without, you know, because oxidative stress drives the production of the virus, drives that inflammatory signature, drives that hypoxia. That's, you know, the hypercapnia drives viral infections doing the damage. So the super spreader situation are literally hospital, military ships where everybody's vaccinated. I think of the ship that was offshore and was quarantined there. Oh, the Um, uh, the Princess Diamond. Correct. So those would be situations. But again, you're going to spread it with the mask and with the flu shots. Now, my wife sings in a choir for 30 years. That's all gone by the boards, no choir practice, no more singing, no more singing in church. That's ridiculous. You don't sing retrovirus. You don't sing coronaviruses on people. I'm really sorry. Not that are infectious. PCR, a piece of nucleic acid in your nose that you amplify a million times is not a virus particle. Pull a virus particle out of the snot or out of their spit. That's where you're going to find it. You don't spit. I mean, this is this is insanity. And, and in fact, the church here in Ventura, Godspeak Church, Pastor Rob McCoy, thousands of people in that church right next to each other all the time, singings, been open all along. You know he was fine. Nobody has COVID. What about I was, taking communion? You can spread it that way. Communion through that cup in particular, but that's 
always true. So if super spreader situations or families drinking, you know, out of the same glassware, that's where you want to use soap and water and a dishwasher. So yes, those liquids, you want to dry everything. Water is the enemy. You know, that situation is easily fixable. Now, you know, it's taken until July and August for churches to figure out that you just have one individual spoon for each person with communion and problem solved. I just stop and pray for all those poor elderly sick people in masks. Sending children to school with masks, is that necessary? I think (laughs) I think you've answered that. It's worse than not necessary. It's dangerous. We're going to realize the damage we've done to these kids on every level. OCD, depression, psychosis, they're driven by interleukin-6, that that same inflammatory cytokine, TNF-alpha, the biomarkers of the disease. Now, the mass is going to say you're, you know, you're driving that flame. It's not the infection. It's the dysregulated response to the infection. And that's why mycoplasma mold, those things spread the same way as viruses. So, you know, We'll concentrate those and masks in situations. It's very, very dangerous to send how, kids. How, li- how likely is it for a child or even a high school student to spread the virus? If they're not sick, they're not spreading virus. And if they are sick and they, they show say- even mild symptoms? Most people don't catch it even in the same family. In that case of that ski trip with a bunch of teenagers, the one boy definitely got sick. Nobody else in the 62-member party got sick. So even high school students, you're saying, should not have to wear a mask? Not college, nobody. Go to the dorm, get your herd immunity, which is what we're seeing, that the healthy people are protecting the sick people. It's true every single year. I have to protect my husband from and myself from lots of upper respiratory infections. And the healthy people keep us well. Go out in the sunshine. We were out at the pool all day. Why and- close the beaches then? That seems counterintuitive. Totally. Everything that's been done, we close the bathroom. Oh, that helps. No sanitation. So, you know, we close the bathrooms all the way from when you're driving. So now we can't stop. You know, we can't stop and go to the bathroom. We can't go anywhere. Keep an 82 year old man. This is ridiculous. How did we spread polio and the other disease? Oh, sanitation. So what do you do? You close the bathrooms. That doesn't make any sense. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. We'll start taking some calls and questions as well. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. The world is being pulled over your eyes. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. So I think you're starting to get a sense of why... Dr. Judy is not on the pre-approved list of experts, uh, why she's uh, somewhat radioactive. And I'm assuming it looks like our our YouTube live stream is still up. So uh, that's good news. Will it be there tomorrow? That's a good question. However, we are on the radio as well. Dr. Judy, the co-author of Plague of Corruption, Restoring Faith in the Promise of Science and uh, the Case Against Masks, 10 Reasons Why mask use should be limited. I want to go to the phones and welcome Rico from Mississauga. Rico, welcome. Oh, hi, Richard. A great show. Dr. Judy, God bless you for your uh, your bravery and your and your persistence. Um, 
I'm I'm trying to look at connecting the dots on some of these people that are known eugenics people and and uh, have are part of that agenda. And I I know there was another movie that was uh, like your documentary was banned in many places called Unplanned that dealt with uh, fetal tissue coming from Planned Parenthood. And right. there, there is a link between Bill Gates and Planned Parenthood and that his father was a, a director there. Can you speak to that in any way, or do you see a conflict of interest? Because to me, Bill Gates knows as much about virology as Ronald McDonald knows about brain surgery. I never got right. why he's, he's the spokesman. And nor do I, but yeah, they're a huge conflict. And, and, um, we know they've been using these fetal tissues for uh, quite a long time. I, I believe, um, um, Bobby Kennedy's team, um, did a, a brilliant, um, cross examination in a vaccine court case of Paul Offit, um, and and he admitted, you know, hundreds of cell lines while they've been lied to, and and we can see clearly on the excipient list um, the um, fetal tissue cell lines and fetal tissues used, and the two cell lines um, WI38 and MRC5 that are that are used um, regularly and routinely and have been for forty or fifty years. So yeah, plant. This has been something going on for a long time. I don't know much about Bill Gates. I really did. I mean, I, I'm a lab rat, so I don't know a lot about um, some of this stuff as far as the politics. I just know um, what I found in my studies. And, um, you know, dis- discredited is uh, is not disproven. And that's why all they ever do is smear me because, hey, I showed you a thousand pages and three books of data. Just talk data. And they nobody will talk. I've asked everybody, let's let's just debate. And they haven't said one word. Uh, the intro to our paperback, you know, tells all about Fauci and some of the stories I told you in the beginning when they locked down my lab and how this was a concerted effort. And, and Fauci and NIAID have paid off to the tunes of tens of millions of dollars these um um, the, the Whittemores, the investigators at UNR, the people who perpetrated the fraud are getting paid to this day, just like in 1934, um, when the first, when the polio vaccines that were passed through mouse brains, the enterovirus was, um, was, um, uh, you know, shown to be associated with the first cases of autism and ME-CFS in, in Los Angeles and, and vertically transmitted. So, yes, my work has been replicated. And, and in fact, this this was with the XMRVs um, because what we showed in that paper was the first ever isolation of a new family of infectious, transmissible and disease-associated retroviruses. And when and and um, it was replicated by Shai Shing Lo and Harvey Alter, and they were forced to withdraw their paper because they ran out of that box of samples. It was replicated by the lab of Gary Owens in the University of Virginia. It was. It still stands. You know, we're, you're still allowed to associate it with prostate cancer, and and. Um, they were, and, they were fine yet, with all of this. They were exactly. fine with this research until you brought in the vaccines. But I didn't bring in the vaccines. No, no. My but colleague I mean, until that, yeah. brought in the vaccines. Right. But they, and in they other weren't words, fine yeah. with, the, with the contaminated blood supply. Right. But what, what was the good thing about the contaminated blood supply? Well, I was taught, don't show a cause without a solution. Heh, we showed how to clean it up. 
right side by side. We cleaned it up a company named Cirrus. It's a whole chapter in our book. As soon as they saw our science paper, they said, hey, we have a technology that can, can clean up the blood supply. So now thinking backwards to that paper of September 22nd of 2011, that was fraud, failure to confirm. It wasn't an association study. It was, do we have a test to check the blood supply? Well, yeah, we did, and they lied about it because we found the blood supply 10% contaminated. That's a big problem when HIV AIDS, think of what Arthur Ashe and Ryan White and all those innocent people caught us. Watch the movie the band played on in the Dallas Buyers Club, and you'll see this played out for 40 years. And so, yes, it's been replicated. And when you don't use the right patient population, not all CFS, not all chronic fatigue is XMRV. We didn't say that at all. But we had the exact disease signature that they call COVID-19, and that paper was published peer-reviewed as well. And when we testified in in vaccine court cases, where where that uh, you know that was the most horrific thing I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of corruption, and I you know since 2011, I've I've experienced quite a bit. And the worst thing I ever saw is what happens to the victims of vaccine injury in vaccine court when we were serving as expert witness, and we watch these flu shots kill the old people and and say it's impossible it, it's right. sick it really R- is R- rico thank you for the call i want to go to the uh, the live chat and we have a question from art by sid who asks uh dr judy could you comment on micro uh, mycoplasma infection with artificially propagated eaton agent e-a-t-o-n agent i'm not sure what that refers to but does that make sense yeah, I'm not sure about Eaton Agent, but I know a lot about mycoplasma from the work of Garth Nicholson, um, who also associated that with, um, you know, chronic fatigue syndrome and AIDS, and and again, Shai Shing Lo, his um, his work in the in the 80s and 90s was mycoplasma. Yeah, mycoplasma is part uh, again contaminants of vaccines. It's not just viruses. Borrelia, Babesia, Lyme disease. I don't know the E agent. Um, we brought hepatitis B into humans on contaminated um, um, proteins. Um, in, and, and we all know about mad cow disease. Again, contaminated um, animal um, tish, um, bone meal, I believe, in feedstocks and mad cow disease, uh, of course, associated with prions or non-infectious material, at least um, infectious material, but um, uh, Stanley Prussner won the Nobel Prize for that um, uh, in, I forgot what year, but again, um, uh, yeah, I don't know about eating agent, okay. but I know mycoplasma is key in, in this, and I do know these things have been kind of weaponized over the past, you know. Okay, here's another question quickly from Christian Erickson. He wants to know, if uh, your work, Dr. Judy, has been replicated in other studies on XMWR virus, and if not, why not? I think he means XMRV. And XMRV, yes. yes. So, so what did our paper say? We isolated it. We characterized it as an infectious transmissible gamma retrovirus family. We isolated many strains, not just one, but our science paper, we were forced to say 
an XMRV, which I bristled at um, because the only one, because that we were told the sequence was was similar to, but distinct from VP62, the synthetic molecular clone. And we know, no, that was fraud by Silverman and, and his um, and his postdoc, Joy Dasgupta. So they, they our virus did not sequence as VP62, but Abbott and Silverman and Cleveland Clinic held the patent. So we actually held the patent because they were wrong and that wasn't the sequence of the virus and we, in fact, were the first to isolate it. So this was the first time in... um, in human retrovirus um, research since um, Frank Rossetti and Bernie Poise isolated and characterized the first disease-causing human retrovirus, um, HTLV-1, um, and there are many strains of HTLVs, and HTLV-1 is the most pathogenic, and it's it's said to be causative for adult T cell leukemia, but associated with many other diseases. So okay, we gotta... didn't say cause; we said association. And this is how the journal spins the question. Absolutely, it. it's been replicated. Okay, Christian, thank you for that. We'll take another quick time out. Come back. I want to talk about hydroxychloroquine as well. Back with more of my conversation with Dr. Judy. You're listening to the Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Sarin. Don't go away. Where there's smoke, there's The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All right, I'm going to go right back to the phones, and Pamela is in Tennessee. Pamela, welcome, and you're on the line with Dr. Judy. Go ahead. Yes, hi, Dr. Mekovitz. I wanted to ask you a question. You were, uh, I think, when Fauci, Dr. Fauci, I call him Fanny Fauci, um, you were in jail and your husband had taken a book of information to the police department. Do you know whatever happened to that information? Uh, you said he wasn't able to make a copy of it or didn't think to before he turned it in to get you released because they were threatening you? Yeah, so what that was, it was literally a grocery bag of so-called notebooks. So while I was held in jail, remember I was arrested for on felony fugitive from justice charges. I was arrested from my home. I can't be a fugitive. I'm not running anywhere. I'm in my home I've owned since 2004. And then after, you know, so they literally fabricated a crime without a warrant or anything. So I was held in jail on a bail hold and without the opportunity to post bail or do anything. And so about the fourth day I was in jail, my husband was called by Harvey Whittemore and told he'd better go home and find the note books because the notebooks are are there and he and and he knows they're there and uh, basically extorted him said you know you get them to the to the police officer or, or, you're, or you're basically never going to see her again she's never getting out of jail and you know and so he's you know he's he's terrified ter- terrified anyway he's he's horrified i've never seen him work so he goes home and he finds a, a you know a linen beach bag n- with my initials on it that were last seen in my apartment in reno nevada um oh september 29th when i was fired and li- you know literally never went back to the laboratory planted in there as i mentioned in the beginning of the show that max caught them and took a picture of it on his cell phone max is really a Hero. He lost, um, you know, his ability to work forever. His life was ruined by them as well. Um, but 
At any rate, um, my husband did not make a copy of them because he was threatened if he did anything. He went, they were, they were taken to my lawyer, Scott Freeman. They fabricated a crime. They, they forced me to go to Reno after Thanksgiving, after I was let out of jail the next day, which I would have been anyway, because the judge didn't, you know, said, no, you can't hold her for nothing and let me go. So uh, it's unfortunate what happened with, okay. with cause Pamela, that was uh, the proof. Pamela, so thank you for that. But my you, lawyer these, Scott Freeman has that bag of information, and that's what I proved my innocence on March twelfth, two thousand. I showed okay. him every word I said was true, and I'm sure nobody has that. You know, again, other than um, that information, because it was the sequences of the viruses. You know, it's. I'm sure it's what. Um, this is your work, though, right? Shouldn't you have? As I mean, you you would normally be taking these books home and working on them, and then no, taking no, them no, back no, to the no. lab. No. Oh no no no. You no. never, not in my entire career, do you take notebooks out of a lab. Um, they were locked in my desk doors in my office as okay. always. Um, but my students have to work with them. But yes, when you're fired from a job, you as a principal investigator, you're required by federal law, worse than your taxes, to maintain a copy, especially IRB, human research studies. I'm the only one who knew who patient number 2623 was. They were all numbered. So only the okay. principal investigator. And so this is a crime. I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't when they set this crime up on September 29th of 2011. Okay. Pamela, thank you for that call. Let me ask you about hydroxychloroquine, not just hydroxy, but in combination with azithromycin and, and zinc, which is the protocol um, that we, we, we've been told has been so effective by thousands of doctors in in dozens and dozens of countries mm -hmm. what are your what are your thoughts on hydroxy um, yeah, what I know about it is um, that it's a 70-year-old essential WHO essential medicine. Um, I know that it and the zinc, it, it literally was um, what the doctor who was heading the, the, the team of doctors to help with the um, deadly uh, Ebola virus, um, he used that on, on the doctor who got infection in, in 2014 in Sierra Leone. Um, and that, that the reason I know about it is um, I know the doctors, um, I know the doctor and who was the part of that book. And, and the book is called Called for Life in the biblical scent, Kent and Amber Brantley. So I, he gave, it's a malaria, anti-malarial drug. It's extremely effective. It's extremely safe if used preventative, if used the right way at the right time in prevention of infection. Um, and, and of course, um, yes, that, pre that, prevented um dr kent brantley from you know getting you know he he was clearly exposed to to the um uh, ebola virus as you mentioned and you um we asked early what happens when you know there's exposure give hydroxychloroquine um and and uh, hydrate with fluids keep calm use vitamin c use zinc um use other things like even even things like oregano oil which is broad spectrum antimicrobial Berberine, natural products. I saw the oregano oil um, question come across there. And yes, we use all of those things in my home every year. So yes, for hydroxychloroquine, again, you have to use it right. It's cheap. It's 70-year-old essential medicine. Um, and, why are they um, keeping it from us then? And why are they interfering with the patient-doctor patient, patient -doctor well, relationship? Yeah, 
Well, because they've done this, this is what um, Mickey Willis did in the film Plandemic, what they did so well. Um, uh, they've, they've done this, you know, this is, they, they did it with peptide T in HIV AIDS. That's the subject of the Dallas Buyers Club. Use AZT at high doses, prevent um, the patients from receiving cannabis um, or, or type 1 interferons or peptide T, which was developed by Dr. Candace Pert, and I was part of that team. So when you start looking at these movies, this is why, this is why I'm discredited, you know, because nobody walked through this entire 50-year career, um, you know, but two people and saw all of this, you know, and, and, and I'm one of them. And unfortunately, I'm the woman on the team. So, and, and um, you know, so they, the, the misogyny in science is on and on. It's Okay, worse. we've got to take a quick time out. We'll come back. One more segment awaits. More with Dr. Judy. Stay tuned. Big Brother is listening, and so are you, to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All right, a few moments remain with Dr. Judy Mikovits, and we really appreciate you hanging in for the full two hours. Uh, I guess kind of summing up, where is this headed in in terms of this uh, pandemic? We're told, oh, there's going to be a third wave. And then, first of all, of course, we were told 15 days to flatten the uh, the curve, and then suddenly, without... Uh, any uh, warning it was we, cower in your basements until we have a vaccine uh, where are they leading us in all this do you think where is this headed well you know in everything we just talked about they're preventing us from using natural therapies to prevent disease in general they're forcing us into mass they're forcing us into um, into putting toxic solutions um so-called cleaners on our hands 24 hours a day. I don't know much about the um, the oregano oil, particularly from the high mountains, but they do break up the biofilm where the pathogens are stored, and that's how they hide from the immune system. So oregano oil is in is in is is very helpful, and a lot of things are very helpful. So where all this is headed, you know, if we continue to wear the masks, I, I heard in the commercials, you know, I heard in the commercials. Um, that, that, um, you know, oh, we're going to reopen the schools and we're going to reopen our, um, our eye, um, center is open. Now the worst thing you can do is wear a mask and hurt your eyes. And I had to, you know, I had to quit my eye doctor cause he wouldn't do an appointment and dilate my eyes without making me wear a mask. That's going to make me sick. So all, where all this is headed is forced vaccines, you know, forced tracking, you know, where you have a, a vaccine certificate. You can't travel like I can't travel now. We're prisoners in our own home. So, so the whole idea is to, it's going to destroy humanity. It's going to kill the 20 million people they've already injured with vaccines. Um, those that they've infected with the XMRVs, they're going to cover it up because we, we cremate them and we can't, we'll never find the virus again. And they can just say I was an idiot, um, and, and didn't know anything at all. But, um, 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 this is all, you know, you know, kill, 
millions of people worldwide because these va- these vaccines have been contaminated for 50 years. And Bobby Kennedy shows that very well in the forward of our book. This is why it's critical right now. Every one of us. I love the way that Mickey Willis ended pandemic, and I didn't see it till most of the till the rest of the world saw it last Tuesday. But but he ended it with kind of we the people. It's up to each and every one of us to go outside tomorrow, take off the mask, speak the truth in love, say no thank you. Um, you know, I'm not going to participate in assisted suicide. You're not going to shoot me with another vaccine shot of any kind until you prove to me they're clean of these contaminants. They're free of mercury. They're free of toxic aluminum. The Gotti paper in Italy, there are two scientists in Italy who published a paper in 2017, and I probably shouldn't say their name. They get attacked a lot. Um, but um, uh, on on investigation in an electron microscope and all the contaminants, how horrifically dirty these vaccines are. It's mandate vaccines. If you'll give up your right to breathe air, your most basic God-given right to breathe air, what else will you do? And so uh, we want to support those businesses, start our own schools, start our own communities. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to die. There won't be a second wave. There won't be new infections. There won't be a new strain. It's infection by injection. The way they told you that virus spread through the world is not how that virus. Oh, come on. Somebody didn't eat, um, didn't cook their bat properly in a seafood market you know the bats were 100 miles away but you know the 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 virus the wuhan facility the fort detrick facilities you know the water was contaminated the soils contaminated everything's contaminated they were shut down for safety concerns in both facilities both biosafety level force they shipped that cell line containing those viruses many viruses it's not just sars-cov-2 in that vero monkey kidney cell manufacturer they shipped that around the world to Switzerland. The, the the 2015 paper shows you Switzerland, North Carolina, you know, Canada biosafety level four. They, they, you know, they flew that vaccine around the world and drove it through the pop the sickest populations with a flu vaccine. And in those papers, this is not my opinion. It's published. You don't give a flu vaccine, you're more likely to get a coronavirus. Why are we doing it again? Why is America America, look, they now expose that they lied about the numbers. Really? You know, 6% of the people, far less than an influenza um, um, season. Um, not saying it's not important, but again, they didn't uh, know there's no proof even 6%, even 9,000 people in this country died of SARS-CoV-2. Show me the virus. Show me the data like I showed you the data. And they can't refute the data. And that's why they just character assassination. So where this is all headed is, is if we don't, you know, close these, our food is contaminated. GMOs are dangerous. Glyphosate, Roundup, causes cancer. You know, Bobby Kennedy Jr. Um, won that lawsuit for causing cancer in those workers. When are we going to? They haven't done their job. 
Their very job is food and drug safety. The drugs aren't safe. The natural products are. The FDA keeps us from using the natural products, interfering with the doctor-patient relationship, shuts down people making type 1 interferons that are known safe, that stop these coronaviruses from jumping species, and would prevent this disease. A natural, safe vaccine, a few sprays in the mouth every day, and we haven't been able to use it for 40 years. My very first job. You know, when will these people, the same thing, the, the CDC is a criminal organization. You know, Del Bigtree um, it, it won the lawsuit and Bobby Kennedy at Children's Health Defense. They won the lawsuit and the I Can Decide Network for um, saying that the CDC had to take off its websites um, vaccines don't cause autism because they couldn't produce one study that said they definitively showed they couldn't cause autism. And we let know me, we've won those cases in vaccine court. So where just, it's uh, all going to end is we just have to stop. Okay, let me swing it back to uh, to mm-hmm. uh, coronavirus for a moment. And if it is, you know, a naturally occurring virus, as as the official version goes, Mm-hmm. Uh, and that it jumped species. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how long would that take normally? Well, that evolution could be up to eight hundred years, you know, or at least. In fact, um, in one of the the situations where it was clear, I said the same thing as the mainstream media doctor, you know, and the and the uh, I forgot the name of the interviewer who twisted my words um, on the on the particular show. She even said, they said, well, there's another thing coming out. And she said, oh, no, that'll take, you know, 30 or 40 or 50 years of natural evolution not to worry about that. This is accelerated evolution. And we're accelerating it by manufacturing, by using these cell lines. We've got to stop this kind of research and rethink mixing animal and human tissues and injecting them. Again, this is infection by injection. You don't need an infectious particle if you've injected the blueprint, the RNA. And this is why those COVID-19, the mRNA vaccines, that's regulatory. And they're putting them in every cell of your body. They're going to kill a lot of people with that shot. And it doesn't have to have any animal tissue or anything else in it. Doesn't have to be contaminated. Doesn't need anything because they've already loaded up our children. They Here in California, those little kids wearing those mask, they're going to get very sick and reactivate an awful lot of those um, uh, vaccines. And, and, and they're mandated to get those vaccines right now, go to school and wear a mask. This is insanity. I, I mean, I hope, you know, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, Dr. Redfield, these people have committed federal crimes on those papers I mentioned, that federal fraud. That that's that those are serious fraudulent crimes. We need to take the whole system down and 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 go back to natural medicine and a doctor-patient relationship any doctor. And and I've 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 offered President Trump in in many of my PowerPoint presentations, you know, uh, let's defund it all. Let's start over. um, And uh, any response? uh, No. (laughs) 
but he can do it. I, I, I actually see the response in his actions. He's taking hydroxychloroquine. Right. You know, he's 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 using convalescent plasma. Is that perfect? But that's a hundred year old solution. We know it worked in the case of Kent Brantley in the Ebola. That stopped right. in its track that that epidemic. So, you know, he's making these changes, but I think it's up to us. Where all right. it's all headed, we won't see it again if we all stand up, take off the mask, open our businesses, go back and say, no more fraud, we're done. Well, they are uh, marching en masse in Berlin as we speak, although they're not reporting it uh, in the mainstream uh, media. Uh, Dr. Judy, thank you so much for hanging in these last two hours. Uh, very, very interesting, informative, and uh, uh, we'll see <laughs> what happens to the uh, the YouTube live stream, whether that's taken down and... Uh, um, anyway, I hope uh, I hope you can join us again and again. The books Plague, One Scientist's Intrepid Search for the Truth About Human Retroviruses and Chronic Fatigue Syndrome, Autism and Other Diseases, Plague of Corruption, Restoring Faith in the Promise of Science and The Case Against Masks, 10 Reasons Why Mask Use Should Be Limited. Dr. Judy, thanks again. Thanks, Richard. It was a delight. All right, back next week, we'll talk about the robotics revolution and why we are so woefully ill-prepared for the economic tsunami that is coming. Massive displacement. That's next week for the full two hours with robotics educator Dennis Combites. All right, that's it for me. Back next week with a brand new show. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark speak in the light what I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite, I'm coming home. Good night. <laughs>